Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming transit of Jupiter into the sign of Aquarius on April 5th, 2021. So it is coming up. Um, and it's going to come with quite a bit of movement and activity, which we'll get into. But before we get started, I want to say, first of all, please remember that I study the Vedic sidereal zodiac. That means I study the astrological placement of the planets. Also, please keep in mind, if you'd like to look at your Vedic birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart and see where the planets were astrologically when you were born. And if you wish that you had more Astrology Now content in your week, I recommend checking out Patreon. It's patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. All right, so getting into this upcoming transit of Jupiter. So as we know, Jupiter has been in the sign of Capricorn, which we're going to kind of recap. But Jupiter is beginning to make its way towards the sign of Aquarius where it will enter on April 5th, 2021. So Jupiter will be in Aquarius from April 5th, 2021 until September 14th, 2021. So in that time, Jupiter is going to go retrograde at eight degrees of Aquarius on June 20th. Okay, it will stay retrograde until October 18th. So June 20th to October 18th, Jupiter is going to be retrograding. Jupiter will enter back into Capricorn on September 14th, 2021 and stay in Capricorn until November 2021. So again, Jupiter will enter into Aquarius on April 5th. It's going to stay there until September 14th. Within that time, Jupiter would have gone retrograde. Jupiter will go back into Capricorn from September 14th to November 21st. And on November 21st, Jupiter will be direct entering back into Aquarius where it's going to stay until um, April of 2022. And so this is a pretty big shift. And Jupiter changes signs once a year. You know, it's not like every single year something is going to occur that's huge. But shifts and change do happen. The, these movements are what keep change happening in the world around us. You know, Jyotish is the science of light. It's the science of time. We're looking at how time works and how cosmic forces and karma are interconnected and how those forces impact us here on Earth and throughout the galaxy. This is what we're looking at. This is what we're studying. This is why it's so important. And when we're looking at global events, we want to look at the slower moving planets on the weekly horoscopes I do on my Patreon account. I'm like, when we're looking at smaller chunks of time, we look at the quicker moving planets. When we're looking at big global events over the span of time, the slower moving planets are going to give us more insight into what is going on. So looking at the planets of Jupiter, Saturn, um, Rahu and K2, these are super significant. And I'm a Vedic astrologer, but I do like to look at the outer planets of Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus. And so for the past several months, you know, this past big transit was the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction, of course, with Pluto in the sign of Capricorn. It's doing a lot to change 
how we live in our world, how we operate in our world, also around the government, how people interact with the government, how we view the government, and structures within society. As we've had this conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, we've seen so much come up about the injustices in our systems and really seeing just how unfair things have been for various demographics and populations. We've also seen the uprising of other groups that want to state their opinions and how they think that the government should be ran or how they think things should be done. So we've just seen these different groups come to the forefront demanding for their message to be heard in a really significant way. And um, of course, we've also seen a lot of information on the stock market coming out, a lot of information on cryptocurrency, things are starting to change in this arena. And you know, if you're newer to astrology now, I've been saying this for a while that this conjunction in Capricorn is going to be the catalyst of deep change in structures, in the economy, in finances. And though Jupiter is about to inch its way out of Capricorn, this is still going to be a long standing. Um, we're going to continue to see change over the next several years again, in terms of currency and finances and governmental structures. But there have to be events that act as catalysts for that. And that's what we're seeing now. It's so fascinating to see history in the making, you know. So that's the recap for Jupiter and Saturn conjoined. And um, with that addition of Pluto, this is why we're going to really see changes in structures and power structures and how things are handled and done, especially in America. Okay, that's really who I'm speaking to on this. Um, but the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction for everyone globally, this was how we related to the world around us. With COVID, we had to stay inside. There were all these different restrictions. We had to wear masks. It changed the culture. You know, I mean, honestly, Jupiter and Saturn conjunction is known for changing um, fashion. It's like that certainly changed our fashion. Now we're wearing masks all the time. So this is how Jupiter and Saturn were showing up in our daily lives. And then, of course, I mentioned with the economy and the stock market and all of that. Um, and for you on a personal level, I really recommend sitting and reflecting on what has been going on for you in the past year and on a personal level and what has been shifting and changing, what has come to the forefront of your mind. I've had so many Capricorn and Cancerian people reach out because this is happening in their first house if they're a Capricorn or their seventh house if they're a Cancer. So it's all about themselves and identity and relationships. It's huge. So notice your ascendant or your moon sign and talk about how this past year has really impacted you on a personal level. And if you're interested, I mean, you could even send me an email. I'm curious to hear how these things have played out for you and your individual signs and charts and all of that. Um but okay, so getting into Jupiter and Aquarius, first of all, when Jupiter moves into Aquarius, it will be there for a few months, then it's going to go retrograde, which is going to have a pretty profound effect. Jupiter retrograde is pretty 
powerful, can cause pretty powerful events. Um, And I also want to note that when you're doing research, you can't just go back and see every single time Jupiter was in Aquarius. You want to find times that were more similar to when Jupiter was in Aquarius. And so I have some trends that I'll tell you guys about, things to watch out for, uh, my own personal predictions. And I'm going to talk about things to consider while Jupiter is retrograding. And I wanted to do horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs, but again, I am going to wait to do that on another podcast so that this one doesn't get to be like an hour long. So um, not next week, maybe the week after you all can expect a podcast where I talk about how this may impact each of the 12 zodiac signs. So Jupiter moving into Aquarius. Something that's super significant is that Neptune is also sitting in Aquarius. And Jupiter expands. It loves the truth. Jupiter is our belief system. It's our generosity, our optimism. And it has a lot to do with our ethics and our morals. Okay. Neptune is very watery. It's very intuitive. There's a clairvoyant nature to Neptune. It's an incredibly spiritualizing planet, but it's also very deceptive. Neptune is what is not real, but appears to be real. And with this happening, with Jupiter and Neptune conjoining, especially where it's sitting in relationship to Rahu and Ketu, it's sitting in a very sensitive position. I do think that a lot of corruption is going to come out into the media. I think that a lot of secrets are going to be revealed, you know, because Neptune is very deceptive. Jupiter wants to bring the truth and illuminate the truth. So I think that there are going to be a a lot of, um, there is going to be a lot of information coming out that honestly may upset people. It may not land with everyone well. Because Neptune is deception, I'm wondering if truth or information will come out and there's going to be a lot of people who don't know what to believe. They don't know if now they're being lied to again, you know, what information is true. And I think that this is a pretty common predicament to be in because when we're hearing information in mass ways we should be questioning what we're being told you know but I'm wondering how muddled this is going to get and I'm thinking that once this information starts coming out there may be more division amongst people and Jupiter in Aquarius it is humane. You know, there is a humanitarian quality to this. When I think about Aquarius, I think about humanity. I think about revolution. I think about people being able to imagine a world beyond the constructs of what society has presented them with. Like Aquarius is very eclectic and it's very eccentric and it doesn't like to be boxed in to this one area of life or this one area of thought. It likes to think beyond. It likes to ask questions. It wants to revolt. You know, it wants to do something different. But it's also always thinking about the collective. It wants to think about everybody. The thing is, is that we are not perfect people. 
And so I'm wondering if with this combination, there are going to be many groups that stand up and say, hey, this is what I think is best for society. This is what I think is right. And I think we're going to see a clash between what people are wanting and what people want to represent. So it is something to keep in mind, but I do think we are going to see a lot of unrest and I think we're going to see some division occur in regards to what people want the future to look like, right? What people want society to look like and how they want it to operate. Because we're still going to have Saturn in Capricorn and Pluto in Capricorn. So there's still all of this shift and change that's happening in regards to structures and government and economy and currency. Now we're having Jupiter move into Aquarius. And, you know, this is what I, this is how I think things are going to start changing. I also think that there's going to be a lot of emphasis placed on how we bind together. You know, I think that historically things have always been through um, a party, like through the Republican Party or through the Democratic Party. I think we're going to start to see things change where people start kind of doing their own thing, which we've already started to see. We've already started to see this happening. Um, But I think that we will continue to see this. I think that it's going to be something that is amplified. And I'm going to talk more on a personal level after all this. I do want to say that the last time that Jupiter was in this space between Rahu and K2 with, um, well, at this point in time, it was flipped. So rather than Rahu being in Taurus and K2 being in Scorpio, it was reversed. But when Jupiter was in this sensitive point, this is actually when Watergate was happening and all of the information on Nixon was coming out. So I don't know if it's going to be that. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be like a reenactment of that. But I think that this is the type of information that we can expect to see. I think it's something to keep in mind. Um, When I was going back and looking with this placement, aside from uh, information coming to the forefront, I do think that people are going to start seeking truth beyond the material. And so when I say that to you all who are listening to astrology, it's like, yeah, you know, seeking out astrology or the metaphysical world, yoga, kundalini, pranayama, you know, the prana in our body. I think that people may be seeking answers in that regard. People are going to start maybe looking more into energy and how energy works and Aquarius is also a sign of healing and science. So we may see some new ways of healing. We may see new technological advances. The other trends that I saw is that I think there will be a lot of natural disasters regarding floods, hurricanes, and earthquakes. So this is just something to watch out for. You know, Neptune is water. And with Jupiter nearing Neptune, especially in this sensitive spot, I think we're going to see a lot of natural disasters involving water, but I think we will see earthquakes as well. Um, And, you know, other trends that I saw could be 
quite violent. You know, I think that when people get really ramped up about what they believe in, and if they envision a society that they think will be better for everyone, and they're truly convinced that this is what will be better, I think that sometimes people are prone to being more aggressive, unfortunately. And so we may see more attacks, you know, there may be some explosive events that occur throughout the year. So I do want you all to be mindful of that. And I want you to keep an eye on it. Um, I also I'm not you guys know me like I'm obviously an astrologer. I love astrology. I love metaphysics. I'm also not the most into like, I mean, you know, I'm like pretty grounded. Okay, but I was seeing a lot of stuff about UFOs and aliens, and I know <laughs> that we've already um, started hearing a little bit about aliens, but I think that this is going to be something that becomes more prominent this year and is just talked about more. So that is something to keep an eye on. And I'm not saying that I do believe in aliens. I'm not saying that I don't believe in aliens. This is up for the listener just to interpret and apply to their life. Jupiter and Aquarius, you know, it's going to want justice and it's going to want fairness and it is going to want to take those morals, their ethical code and apply it in such a way where it will have an impact on society, on groups, on the masses. And with Jupiter being so close to Neptune, I am worried. I am worried that people may not be able to see clearly. I'm worried that people may not know what the truth is or that they'll become almost disillusioned with what they believe is right or wrong. So I really want to encourage people to stay discerning. And as Jupiter is retrograding later in the year, It may give us an opportunity to reflect on what it is we stand for, what we represent. What are we contributing to society? You know, how is our contribution to society building it up? What are we building with our actions? What are we building with how we spend our money? What are we building with how we spend our time? You know, operating as a citizen, what is it that we're representing in this structure and for the people around us. When Jupiter goes back into Capricorn and it's retrograding, I think it's going to give us all a little bit more um, clarity. I mean, you know, retrograde isn't typically associated clarity, but I think that it's going to give us an opportunity to become connected once again to what it is we truly want and who it is we want to be, really who we want to represent, who we want to stand for. And that retrograde period is probably going to give a lot of different activities that is going to bring that to the forefront of our mind and make us really take that into consideration. And I don't think that Jupiter in Aquarius is going to be a bad thing. You know, Um, I just think that it is going to have this Neptune feel to it. It is going to have this kind of illusionary aspect to it. And so if all of us um, throughout that period just stay rooted in, in what it is that we want to represent, how we view the collective, how we view our society, and what we feel our responsibility to that collective is, you know, that's the dharma. Like, 
what is our role for ourselves in our own life, but also for the people around us. And I think that that's what's so interesting about this transit is it's so personal, but it's also directly connected to everyone around us and how we interact with everyone around us because that's what Aquarius is all about. Um, So yeah, I mean, just staying rooted in that. And what I always come back to is kindness and compassion and appreciation. And if our choices and what we represent and what we do is kind and gentle and compassionate, then there's not really a whole lot of space for things to go wrong. And when people do these atrocities, when people decide to commit crimes, they decide to hurt people, or they're hateful, you know, just like people who are filled with anger and hate towards other people, it comes from fear. You know, there is a fear inside of them. And that's not a spontaneous thing that was given to them. It's something that was instilled in them through their environment, through how they were raised, through messages that they were taught growing up. And I think that this is a really important time for us to think about what messages are we giving the people around us? You know, if we have children or if we're around children, what messages are we instilling in them? Is it messages of love and compassion and appreciation or is there fear in us that we're allowing to leak into our teachings, you know, either to our children or to the people who trust our influence? And so I think that that is, that's the golden nugget is it's like we have the power to influence and inspire and teach. All of us have this ability And so what are we going to choose to represent for the future of our society? You know, what actions are we going to take? So I think that it is something important to keep in mind and to be contemplating. This transit is super close. It's coming up. Um, I think that we're going to see unrest. If you're in the United States, I think that we'll see unrest within the United States. And I think that we'll see unrest throughout the world. So wherever you are, I think that things are really going to start. um, People are going to start vocalizing that they're not happy. And people are going to start saying that they want things a different way. And also just touching on this Jupiter and Saturn conjunction that's almost over for now, right? We'll get a retrograde later on in the year, but we're about to have Jupiter move into Aquarius, is that with the Jupiter and Saturn conjunction, it was illuminating cracks in our system that are broken. It's illuminating injustice. And this was when we saw the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement and it getting so much publicity and so much power and recognition. And now towards the end of the trip, towards the end of the transit, we're having yet another atrocity. You know, if you're paying attention to um, the news, which I don't blame you if you weren't, but there was another shooting against a specific group of Asian people and how it's being handled, people are not happy with it, rightfully so. You know, people are wanting justice. People are wanting this to get notoriety and attention as it should get. So, you know, these are the cracks. These are the injustices. This is what's not fair that is being seen for us to change. And um, 
as Jupiter moves into Aquarius, you know, I think that people are really going to start binding together and in different ways. I think that there are going to be some people moving in one direction, and I think that there are going to be people moving in a totally opposite direction. And I don't even think it's going to be two groups. I think it's going to be multiple groups. Um, but they're all going to have a different vision of what society should look like, and they're all going to have a different vision of what steps we should take to create the ideal future. Okay, so this is something to keep in mind on a global level. On a personal level, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's just a time to figure out what it is that you stand for. And the way I'm thinking about it is having a revolution in your own life. You know, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your future to look like? Are your actions on a daily basis reflective of that? Because everything that we do in a day is setting up our future. The future isn't like some far distant thing. We're creating the future in the here and now with how we're choosing to act, how we're choosing to invest our time, how we're choosing to communicate. It's all happening right now. <laughs> it's like we're creating karma in the here and now. We're creating karma for our future um, energetically and we're creating karma for our future actively just in how we're choosing to invest in ourselves. And something that I've been thinking about lately is we get so busy, you know, we get so busy in our personal lives that sometimes things just slip by. And maybe you're not one of those people. But I've been one of those people where I've been so busy, I have no idea what I ate. At the end of the day, I'm like, I have no idea what I ate. I was just jamming food in my mouth and trying to get by. I have I forget conversations I had earlier in the day because I've been so busy. And it's an active practice to kind of slow down it's like a mental practice, you know, it's like we're busy, no doubt. And sometimes we have no control over that. We just have to stay busy. But there is a way of slowing down our cognition, kind of like our processing so that we can be a little bit more present with the actions that we're taking and the engagements that we're having. So rather than just trying to get from point A to point B, it's being fully involved in the A. Knowing you need to get to the B, being fully involved in the A and then moving on to the B so that you can be fully involved and invested in the B. And I think that that's what I've missed before historically is like I just have this list of things I need to complete. And so I check out and I move through my list and then I'm done. And I've really been actively been trying to be fully invested in every moment of what I'm doing despite how busy I am. And when we can come to that, so much begins to change because how we interact with every little thing is now mindful and intentional. There's so much more intention in the moment that we're engaging with and how we're impacting that person or that thing or that project. It becomes so much more meaningful. Um, it carries so much more weight. And so that's just one little way of having a revolution in our lives and our day to day lives. But I also think um, thinking about habits, thinking about habits that have been instilled from society, you know, it's like we wake up at a certain time, we have our coffee, we have our breakfast, we drive to work, we do this thing. Is that's what is that truly what is making you happy? 
Is that what you want to be doing? Would you prefer to wake up and do some breath practice? Would you prefer to wake up and read a book first thing in the morning or, you know, go on a walk as the sun is coming up? Is there something that you want to change about your habits or about your day that is going to revolutionize how you're living your life? And I think that if we take the time, this is the key. This is what I'm really trying to get at is if we take the time to revolutionize our individual day, our individual lives, we become more fulfilled. We become more in tune with who we really are. We can trust ourselves to take care of ourselves and love ourselves and be present with ourselves. And that love and generosity that we're giving to ourselves can then pour into the people around us. And it's not like a practice. It's not something that you have to try to do. If you're this full of love and compassion for yourself, it's inevitable that it's going to spill out into the people around you into how you interact with the world and the environment, how you interact with animals, how you interact on a day-to-day basis. You infuse your actions and your words and thoughts with love. So I hope that we can do that for ourselves. I hope that we can find compassion and forgiveness and love for ourselves so that we can spill that into the people and earth around us. The final thing I'm going to note is the earth and how I really hope that we're moving towards Um, a future where we're a little bit more mindful of how we handle the environment because I talk a lot about how we treat one another and I think that that's so profoundly important and I don't talk a lot about how we treat animals or how we treat the environment the living environment that we're so incredibly connected to you know like we are of the earth we are though we've created these societies and we've created all of this like concrete jungle so to speak we are still of this earth. We are made of minerals of the earth. We are made of natural elements and components that came from the earth. Like this is what we are. We are deeply rooted to her. And when we exploit and we take for granted and we take advantage, it's going to reflect on us. It's going to have a direct impact on us and our minds and our psyche and energetic state. So that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, I'll probably talk more about it with this Jupiter and Aquarius. Again, today I wanted to talk more about global stuff. I'm going to talk about um, individual horoscopes at some other point, probably not next week because it's the fuller new moon forecast, but the week after. So please be keeping your eyes open for that. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. And I'd love to see you on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.